Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to episode three of Behind the Med Bag. It's me again, Troy, uh, by myself again today. I'm going to go kind of against what I said in my last podcast and talk a little bit about medical stuff today just because uh, I was watching the news and saw some stuff about COVID and all that stuff that's going on right now. And I kind of want to put my two cents in just because I have a little bit of uh, an expertise in, in public health and uh, the human body and whatnot um, as a whole. Uh, so today I saw something on the news about a five-year-old that was uh, hospitalized due to COVID. And it kind of made me think because all of the, not all of, most of the cases that you're seeing of people getting hospitalized due to COVID are either an elderly population or people with some sort of what's called a comorbidity. So something that's going to, uh, a pre-existing condition that having COVID will just exacerbate the symptoms of. That's kind of what most people are worried about as far as this goes, is the people that have, you know, asthma or diabetes or stuff like that. And seeing a previously healthy uh, young person hospitalized because of this really made me think of what are we really focusing on in the world? What are we in the United States? What kind of things are we focusing on uh, as far as public health goes? So most, most of the younger people that have been hospitalized due to this disease that's going around, um, have had some sort of issue, like I said, have had a, a comorbidity of some sort, a pre-existing condition that that gives them or that causes them a reaction that is life-threatening. And a lot of people that are older than, I don't know the exact statistics, um, but that are older than say the five-year-olds. So the, the people in my age range, you know, 20 to 40 years old are the ones that have the pre-existing condition are the ones being hospitalized. And a lot of those have to do with obesity. And my particular expertise, my area of study is in exercise and uh, public health in that manner. So I deal with a lot of, um, or I guess dealt with a lot of uh, cardiac issues, a lot of um, metabolic disorders. And that was generally what I would focus on uh, in my in my researches and that kind of stuff. Um, if I wasn't doing a sports medicine uh, themed topic, it was going to be public health or, you know, the, the underlying issues of obesity in the United States and what, what stems out of that. And so this topic is kind of touchy nowadays because a lot of people seem to be offended by oh, well, are you saying that my obesity is causing my health conditions or that, you know, being fat isn't, sorry, being overweight isn't beautiful or whatever. And it builds this, 
hypersensitivity to talking about the subject and talking about the real issues associated with being overweight. Uh, I'll tie this into COVID in a little bit, um, but I need to express this outright. Um, being overweight and morbidly obese will 100% lead to health issues later on in life. So whether it's five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years down the road, it will 100% lead to issues if you don't change your lifestyle. Now, what I mean by that is if your BMI, and I, I don't like using BMI because it's just a, it's a, it's best used in a, a, a gross population as opposed to an individual statistic, but we're going to use it for now. We'll, we'll go with BMI for now. Just bear with me. Uh, a BMI over, I believe it's 20 or 22 is considered obese. Uh, and then anything above 25, I believe is considered, uh, the dangerous level of, you know, morbidly obese. Now, of course, that's going to vary between, um, body types and the, you know, exercise, uh, programs and schemes and just what you do with your life. So for example, my BMI, I believe is 10, maybe even under that, maybe it's eight, eight somewhere around there. Uh, but a good friend of mine, uh, is a bodybuilder and his BMI is probably roughly around 22, I'm assuming. Um, but he's not, he's not fat. If that makes sense. It's, it's a healthy BMI just because BMI is a calculation based off of your height to your weight and your gender, of course, as well. So taking that into account, um, taking your body fat percentage, if you move on from BMI into your body fat percentage, that is going to play a role in your, your blood lipid density, um, or your blood lipid content. What is the, uh, your LDLs and your HDLs and whatnot, your high density lipoproteins, your low density lipoproteins. Uh, and those are going to build what's called plaque in your blood vessels. Now, you know, if you've listened to any other podcast or any, watch any YouTube video, uh, or taken any kind of health class, even in high school, you'll probably know what I'm talking about here. But, um, essentially plaque is just a hardened substance that builds up in your, in your veins, uh, in your arteries and everything that is associated with moving blood. Uh, and this can also build up in your heart, uh, now and your lungs. So having this type of buildup will put you at a, a negative in life as a whole. So walking upstairs, uh, walking long distances, any type of physical exertion is going to be more difficult than it should be, especially if compared to somebody who uh, has clear blood vessels uh, and takes care of their body better. And not to be blunt or not to be, you know, I'm not trying to sound negative towards this, but it's an issue in the United States that needs to be fixed. 
But I digress. Um, so that buildup of plaque in your arteries and in your blood vessels is going to occlude, occlude them, is what it's called. It's going to what's the word it's gonna it's gonna stop the flow of blood not completely it's occlusion is the technical word and i don't know how to explain it very well um essentially it's gonna cut off your blood vessels about we'll call it halfway so you're not moving your blood pressure is going to go up and you're not moving as much blood through a space as you can now where does this tie into covid so COVID attacks the lungs. Uh, it causes the, from what I remember, this is, this is the last thing that I checked as to how COVID works in the body. It causes your, your lung cells and your bronchioles and your bronchi to attack. L- let me back that up. It causes your immune system to attack the lung cells and it, uh, it, essentially strips what's called cilia off of your lung cells and cilia or sorry your bronchial your bronchi uh and your cilia is what moves mucus phlegm all that good stuff um out of your airway keeping it clear uh and infection free now when these cilia are damaged they start to build up uh and bacteria starts to form uh starts to live and you know you start to get infections in your lungs and that's where the pneumonia comes from now if your lungs are already not working at the best capacity that they can if your tidal volume isn't where the average is for somebody your age you're already at a disadvantage now throw another infection in on top of that and that's where people are starting to go on ventilators because they can't breathe by themselves because their their issues beforehand were not taken care of. Now, I'm not saying this is 100% of the time. I'm not saying this is a perfect metaphor for what's going on in the world, but it is a good way to bring to light what exactly we in the United States need to be focusing on in our day-to-day lives outside of COVID, outside of a global quote-unquote pandemic. Um, we need to focus on our health a little, a, a lot a bit more than we have been in the most recent years. If you're a smoker, if you eat out every day, and I'm not saying I'm the best with this because I'm a, you know, I'm 22 years old uh, and I'm essentially, I've, I've been in college for the last four years. And if, if you think about it, I'm still in college. So I'm not the best example of this, but I do take decent care of my body. So I'm not as worried about other things happening to me like COVID. Um, but if you take care of your body and if you do the things necessary to make sure that you're taken care of your your physical health is taken care of then your mental health will follow as well so a lot of people will comfort eat um, a lot of people drink uh, alcoholism is another big thing that focuses more on the liver but then 
it still kind of affects your immune system, but that's a topic for a different day. But this, this stigma that if somebody says, or if, if the stigma that living unhealthy is the new trend, is the new beautiful or whatever you want to call it, needs to stop because that's when you get the COVID is a prime example of this. That's when you start to get the, the people that can't handle a cold or the flu or, you know, other things that normal healthier people can handle because they've already put their body at a risk ahead of the disease, if that makes sense. So if we take this, if we take this whole COVID thing and use it to our advantage as a nation and focus on ending the obesity epidemic that we all know is going on, but don't want to talk about, we can, we can essentially eradicate not the the extra diseases and not the the things that you know most people associate with the stigma of you know fat shaming or whatever we can we can we can make ourselves a healthier country and a happier country and it all starts with being able to talk about the things that a lot of people find offensive for no real reason. There's no need to get upset if your doctor tells you that you need to lose some weight because that's their job. In the end, you go to the doctor so they can tell you what to do to stay healthy. And I'm not saying all doctors are perfect and I'm not saying all doctors are good, but if you're happy with your doctor up until the point that they say you need to lose some weight and then they're the devil to you, maybe you need to do some soul searching. Maybe you need to figure out where your priorities actually lie and if you're actually going to them to keep yourself healthy. Because as soon as somebody says something slightly offensive, even if it makes complete sense to you or not it it doesn't have to make complete sense to you even if it makes complete sense but you find it offensive maybe take a step back and think of why why is this person saying this to me why do i need to why do i need to look at myself in a different way so i know that or so that I can see what this professional is telling me to do. Now, a lot of people don't want to get their information from research or from different sources. They want to get their information force-fed to them through the news. And so when people start looking at the news, and the news today is absolutely atrocious. I hate watching any kind of news today because it's so opinionated 
that you're getting force-fed other people's opinions. And if that was one thing that I learned from college, it's that you look at multiple different sources to formulate your own opinion on something. Now, a lot of my opinions as far as medicine, uh, as far as public health, global health, um, are based off of exercise science and how exercise affects the whole body with a little bit of uh, first aid, basic life-saving, that kind of stuff mixed into it. So I like to view myself as a little bit more well-rounded medical, quote-unquote, professional uh, because... I, I can look at things from multiple different points of view and formulate my own opinion about it. And there's a lot of different metaphors that I could go to to explain this. But the biggest one that I can think of is this. So a patient comes in after tearing their ACL and your job is to do rehab for them. Now... You look at 10 sources saying that, sorry, you look at nine sources saying that quadricep extensions, uh, yes, knee extension via quadricep contraction is the best way to strengthen the quadriceps before surgery to result in a better outcome after surgery. But one article says that that is not the case. Now, 90% of the sources that you look at say that this is the way to, to set up your athlete for more success after surgery. I'm going to go with the 90% as opposed to the 10%. Now, if you are doing research on, say, COVID or uh, what exercise is best for gaining weight, losing weight, whatever, go with what most people say and formulate your own opinion on that. That's where that's where I base a lot of my opinions and a lot of my uh I spend a lot of my time looking into because of a lot of people have different opinions and a lot of trials have different results. Now, the point of the point of all of that is to look at multiple groups of people and look at sorry, look at multiple groups of researchers and figure out what you should believe as truth. Now, this is where it ties back into my original point of COVID setting up the United States for a better future. So if we look at the different groups of people that are affected most negatively from COVID and the ones that are affected the least negatively and draw correlations between those groups. 
you can see that the ones that are most negatively affected are the ones that have the most existing issues going into their COVID infection. Now, if we take that and if we use that in the future, or even now, we can start now, but I highly doubt anybody would jump on that train now. But using that data that you collect from that and those correlations, you can you can prevent other groups of people, of younger people, from suffering those same issues by helping them by by helping them before the the disease gets to them you're cutting it off at the pass and this is this ties into a lot of different things now Winston Churchill in whatever year this was said those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it so if we learn and if we if we don't look at the fact that the people that are most negatively affected by COVID are generally the ones that are overweight, have pre-existing health issues. Now, I'm not talking about the ones that have asthma or have um, cystic fibrosis or uh, any other kind of autoimmune disorder that is affected. But these are the people that are obese due to lifestyle choices that have type 2 diabetes due to lifestyle choices, that have atherosclerosis due to their lifestyle choices. And we see that these are the people that are being most negatively affected now. And going into 2021, the year of... the Essentially, year two of COVID, we need to start looking at the next group of people that could be affected and start looking at fixing those lifestyle choices now so that way when people when these new people start getting covid the the mortality rate in that group isn't as high as it is in the group of people that are already affected and now I'm the mortality rate isn't high as it is it's less than 1% but most people are seeing that that however i think we've we haven't even surpassed 1 million deaths yet in the united states or maybe we're coming up on it i don't know what exactly it is but people see that that many people have died and it could be of covid it could be of COVID-related symptoms. It could be not related to COVID, but they said it was due to COVID. Either way, people see those numbers, and that's where we start getting all the shutdowns, the mask mandates, the, the removing of liberties that we don't necessarily need to do. If we would just take the issue at hand of okay, there's a, a large group of people that are obese in the United States. And if we cut that number in half, we take this other group of people that are more susceptible to dying of COVID and we cut that number 
in half as well. If that makes sense. I know I, th I threw a lot of, a lot of different things at you there and I can, I can do a little bit more research. I just wanted to record a podcast now, um, with what I, what I knew off the top of my head. Um, I'll probably end up doing a little bit more research on this and maybe throw out another one with more statistics, uh, more cited sources and that kind of stuff. But just looking at what I saw this morning uh, on the news and with that, that little girl that is hospitalized due to COVID, uh, it really made me think of, you know, what are we, what are we doing as a country to stop this from happening to to stop the 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 deaths and the 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 unnecessary fear of covid and not to make it a controversial topic or this or that or whatever but it's it's the pre-existing conditions it's the the things that we can control that are the worst for us in this situation. Now, a little bit of a shorter one today. Uh, I think it's about the same time as my last one, but thank you guys for listening. If you guys have any suggestions, uh, feel free to comment. I don't know how. You could follow me on Anchor um, or on Spotify. I know I'm there. Or on Apple Podcasts as well. I know it's uh, my podcast is just now going live on there. But follow me on any of those. I think you can leave a comment on Apple Podcast and Anchor. Uh, definitely not Spotify, though. But leave something there if you have any, any topics I should talk about, any uh, suggestions, or if you have a counter to anything that I brought up today. I'm always open to uh, debate or uh, just a, a good conversation about um, what you what you think is associated with whatever topic so thanks again for listening and i'll catch you guys in the next one